and welcome to the Ultimate Gilmore Girls Movie Night Podcast. I'm Philip. I'm Courtney. And we are here to talk about an episode. I don't remember what the episode is. What episode are we watching? Forgiveness and Stuff. Forgiveness and Stuff from Season 1, Episode Forgiveness and Stuff. You don't know what, which one it is? It's the Christmas episode the Christmas of Season episode. 1. But first, Courtney, what have you been up to? Trying not to be sick. That's good. Being um, sick is bad. I've read lots of books lately. Of course you did. Yeah. How I'm reading they? one now. That is like very LGBTQ and it's, I don't know, I like it, but it's also making me realize that I'm very not closed minded, but that I make generalizations. Oh, really? It's opening my mind. I'll say that. That's good. It takes place in Portland. So everyone's very liberal. And apparently when they meet each other, they say what their pronouns are, which I like. Awesome. Yeah. But it's like, she fell in love with this girl after meeting her one night. And then a year later... <laughs> She's dating the girl's brother, and then the girl's brother has an on and off thing with the girl's best friend, who is non-binary and goes by they, them. It's very confusing. It's very complicated. But I love it. Awesome. I am not reading. Well, I'm still reading the same book I was reading last time because I don't read every single day like you do. I do. I read every so single I know. So I'm reading still the book about Hey Jude. Even though I don't know if I was reading it last time or if I was just talked about. It's, no, uh, you, yeah. I, I know I talked about it, but it, might, it was right after I got it for my birthday, so I might have just mentioned getting the book. Yeah. I don't know. Here's the trick to reading every day. Just always have a book with you. Like when I go to heat up water for tea in the morning at work, I just bring my book with me to the kitchen oh. so that I can read while I'm waiting for the water. I usually have so many podcasts I need to catch up on. I get that done too. I but yeah. You know how you know, I I don't have a job where I get to listen to podcasts. That's true. That makes day. a big difference. Like when, I, when my old job, I could listen to podcasts all day, and now teaching like a two hour time slot. See now, if I have a cancellation for about an hour, I will tell myself like, okay, I'm going to read for 15 minutes, and then the next 45 minutes, I'm going to work and listen to a podcast while I'm working. So I sometimes those numbers are not. Accurate. Accurate. Sometimes it, I'm, I'm about 50 pages. I'm about 50 pages until I'm done with that one. And then I start another book that I got for my birthday, Randy Rainbow's memoir called Playing With Myself. So I'm excited to get through that one. I think that's going to be a really quick read, which the one about Hey Jude is actually kind of intensive talking in depth. So it's not as quick as. See, that's why I can't read Randy books like Rainbow. that because I. I skipped to the quotation. You can't do that. <laughs> How do you think I read so many books so quickly? I know, but... I skip over so much exposition. You're not supposed to. But, okay. A as someone who's an ELA teacher, I would get so mad if students told me that they just skipped Here's the over thing. the exposition. I'm reading for pleasure. If I miss certain things in the book, it's on me. But if I enjoy reading the way that I read, why shouldn't I just read that way? It's not good. I'm getting the okay. context of the story. I'm just skipping some of the boring stuff. A lot of times the exposition is the important stuff. I read the exposition in the beginning. When I first start the book, I'll read every single word. And then as I get more into the book, I'll skip just to quotations because I don't need as much exposition as right. you continue on. Some authors are very long-winded and there's just no need for it. I know. I'm, I know. That's true. Okay. I know what happens in the books. You could quiz me on them. So what happens in the books? Never mind, I don't want to know. So <laughs> Which one? <laughs> so we're going to talk about the Gilmore Girls episode, Forgiveness and Stuff, right? Yes, as we mentioned earlier. So let's start at the beginning. And I've seen, I don't know how many Gilmore Girls episodes I've seen. What, which one did we do last year? 
Did we the do Christmas Bridge? Oh, it was. We did the um, one with Jess. This and is the Brace Bridge dinner. Yes, I remember that one. I just remember that Jess was in it. We still haven't watched Deep Fried Korean Thanksgiving, which we have to because it's my favorite episode. We'll do that next Thanksgiving. Yeah. Or we won't. Either one. So let's start at the beginning. And I want to know, and you, surprisingly, you aren't going to realize this. You know more about No More Girls than I do. <laughs> I think I would it's say shocking. the words as they were saying the words when we were yeah. watching it last night. But, all right, so at the beginning, they were getting ready for the nativity nativity is it a play is it I think it's like kind just of a living nativity a living nativity i don't know um, they don't was, really explain it and but... i was trying to remember was it taylor that was upset about the jesus taylor was who the one who was upset about the arm being yeah upset. that's what i'm talking about yeah okay so how is taylor like the know-it-all the person that's kind of has his hand in everything what is taylor's job i'm trying to remember town know-it-all magistrate he right. like has a title i just can't remember right. what it is so people so he has selectman, like selectman, town selectman. Right, so he has his hand in like everything that's going on in the town. Yeah. One problem I had was about the missing arm for Jesus, and I took notes last night. I never take notes, but I wrote missing arm for baby Jesus first thing on my note because <laughs> I've seen a lot of nativities. I've helped lead a number of nativities. At no point should you see baby Jesus's arms because they should be swaddled. I've never seen one where they weren't swaddled up. Now, maybe you want the arm to be a part of Jesus and you don't want to lose the arm, but it doesn't really matter for this because they should be swaddled up. I think you're giving so, it way too much thought. That was a problem I had with that. Okay. <laughs> uh, so I just want Although, to Although it should also be mentioned there's a before Mary and an after Mary. Why aren't they just using the after Mary's baby? Because they don't want a newborn because they cry. Okay. And it was supposed to be a silent night. <laughs> Holy I mean, oh, it's Connecticut in winter, so it's like really cold wherever they're doing this. Yeah. I'm sure. So that's how it started. It gets into the title song scene with who's the musician? What's the music? Carol King. Carol King. I like Carol King. I forgot that she did that. The whole time, it doesn't say special appearance by Edward Herman. Yeah. So it never, he's the never just the whole run? Because I thought that was interesting. I think so. I could be wrong, but I believe it's always said that. I was just curious because that seemed odd. To me. I did have a question about the backstory because Lorelai and Rory aren't getting along at this point. But then later they explain why. Can you explain why Lorelai and Rory are having a tiff? So the last episode. Sorry, I was trying to look up if he was ever a regular. Okay, he's not a regular cast member. The identification is negotiated as part of his contract. Okay. Okay, so he must have gotten that as a part of his contract with the show. Okay. So in the last episode, it was Rory's dance. And she and Dean went to the dance at Chilton and they went to Miss Patty's afterwards to read a book and they fell asleep. And Emily was at Lorelai's house. And so she was there when they realized that Rory never came home. Awesome. And, and then I... Lorelai and Rory got in a huge fight once Rory got there where Lorelai told her she was going on the pill because she's not going to get pregnant and this whole thing. And I had actually seen that episode before. Yeah. Which I was surprised. I'm sure you have. No, I have. I remember it. Yeah. Um, and then also at that point, Emily's not getting along with Lorelai, which I feel like is every episode. That was the same there. situation. That was the same Emily was there when So she was upset with Lorelai. Why is she upset with Lorelai? Because she was saying that it was Lorelai's fault that Rory wasn't home and she's taking after her and she's going to get pregnant just like Lorelai did. And... Okay. Yeah. Okay. I was curious about, and Emily was talking about how she didn't like how Lorelai had treated Emily. Yeah, they got in a big screaming match before Rory came home. So then they go into the holiday, and if I skip over stuff, just stop me, like we usually do. Holiday party, the most boring holiday party. So it was like a dinner party, because there were six, seven people. 
I was expecting it to be a big party. It, I thought that was interesting, though, when I was watching it this time, because when Lorelai is talking to Luke about the party, she says her parents' Christmas celebration. And then I was looking at the party, and I was like, it's a dinner party. It, it's no, not it like, like, I think there were four other people other than Emily, Richard, and Rory. Yeah, it was like two couples. Of, there were two couples. So I, think, I, I was surprised, because I was expecting it to be an actual party. Given... Emily and Richard's standing in society, it doesn't make sense that they would have such a small Christmas do we know gathering. Do we know who those people were that were at the party? No, they don't. Okay. It's just society friends. But it's interesting to me because they have the party two weeks before Christmas, which would make it so that more people would be able to come. So it's interesting to me that they did not have a big party. But whatever. It's such a minor plot point. But Emily disinvites Lorelai of the yes. way they're fighting. So there could have been eight people. But I. it's such a small deal, but it's still... Bothered me just like the whole Jesus thing. That's not a party. That whole Jesus thing. Yeah. Dean goes to Rory's window. Winder. <laughs> Dean goes to Rory's window and starts tapping and wanting to talk to Rory. Obviously, Lorelai was there. Rory was not because she was at the party, quote unquote party. Now, I have a very important question for you. Yeah. Lorelai told Dean that she kept imagining ways for him to be decapitated remove for his, his head, head from to, his body. Yeah, remove his head from his body. So, what is the cleanest and best way, do you think, to decapitate someone? Guillotine. Yeah, but it's not centuries ago. Still, okay. if it's sharp enough, okay. I feel like that's the best way to do it. Probably. It depends on how sharp it is. I don't know. Yeah. I don't want to think about it. I love Harry Padalecki. I don't want him to have his head removed from We're his not talking about him. Let's talk about me. What's the best way to... to I love to, you. I don't want your head removed from your body. Okay. Let's talk about how to make somebody else. I don't know. This is weird. You did not know I was going to ask that question. Well, I but I wrote it. What is the best way? I don't like that. Right. Does Luke ever like Dean? Because he does not like Dean in this episode. Is there ever a time where Luke is like, you know what, Dean? I'm not going to call you just the bag boy. And I'm actually going to... You know what? Not really. Okay. I'm, I was trying to think, like, maybe once they're dating more? No. Because eventually, Rory and Dean date again after, like, he's been married. And Luke is dating Lorelai at that time. And they have this whole big, like, macho guy thing when they're on a double date with the girls. And Lorelai has to bring out the boppet because they're being all awkward with each other. And, like, they end up getting in a fight over boppet. And then Dean's final episode of Gilmore Girls he and Luke have this kind of big argument where Dean is telling Luke you're not enough for Lorelai she's gonna want something more than this town and all you are is this town and that's what he thinks is the reason why Rory broke up with him is because he was too small town and she was gonna go further and so that's the last time you see Dean in the show is him fighting Luke so they never really so they really never do I never thought of it that way Mm -hmm. but yeah they really never they kind said, of have a little bit of a friendship when Dean comes to Luke's when he's drunk at his bachelor party. Okay. But, uh, yeah, no. <laughs> it's never <Yeah>. good. <laughs> That's so sad. That was a question I had. Because I like both of them, and I'm so sad that they don't like each yeah. other. Okay, one thing about Luke's diner that they mentioned, and that and I wrote Luke's restaurant because I forgot it was called Luke's diner <laughs> until later in the episode they said. I mean, it is a restaurant. Diner, but yeah. It's a- so... One thing that is common knowledge is that the no cell phone sign. <laughs> that felt so dated. It did. It That's what I thought. Because so also in the year 2022, how many people would be like, yeah, no cell phones. Left. I agree with that. I feel like even towards the end of the series, though, 
that rule was starting to be dated. Like they would make jokes about it that like everybody uses their phones. But now looking at it, it's, oh my God, no one's going to be talking on their phone in the diner because they're going to be texting or just looking at But they're going to have their phone. I feel like they bring that up in the reboot. What's it called? Year in the Life. I've only seen it a couple times though, so I don't, I'm not 100% sure. But I feel like they bring that up that he still has his cell phone rule. But yeah, that felt so dated. Because nobody's talking on their cell phones. No. Around that time, the carolers come in. What is your thought about carolers? I don't like carolers. Why not? It's like when people sing happy birthday to you and you just have to look at them. But why? And they're looking at you. But why do you not like carolers that you got from this show, you think? Because they asked for cocoa. And what if you don't have cocoa? (laughs) I think it was last, earlier this week, we were watching a movie and there were carolers. And you talked about them asking for cocoa. And I said, I'm caroled. And not once have I asked people for cocoa. In my defense, the movie we watched earlier this week, which you conveniently left out, was the follow-up to A Christmas Story. Where he and his mom are, like, terrified of the carolers because they're going to come. They're going to want to come in. They're going to be, like. I didn't conveniently leave it out. I just didn't mention it. There was a whole plot line in the yeah. movie about them hating carolers. Yeah. So you made it sound like I just went on this rant during the movie <laughs> about hating carolers. No, I was agreeing with the main part of that plot. As one half of the Ultimate Gilmore Girls Movie Night podcast, I want you all to invite carolers to sing no. to you. I want you to enjoy their songs. You don't have to invite them in for Coco because that's not a thing. Listen, I will say I'm not a carolers fan. But I did always like it at Valentine's Day when the Symphonia fraternity boys would come and sing to the girls. Yeah, I don't know. That's similar to caroling, but it was always at Valentine's Day. That's not Christmas songs. Do they sing Christmas songs? No, I can't remember. There was always one song and I can't remember what it was. But it was- well, one thing with so, I- Symphonia. So for anyone listening who did not go to LBC <laughs> not or, everybody, or cause- another college, because I know Jared was in Symphonia too, but Symphonia was the music fraternity at my college. And so there were a lot of male singers and also guitarists and their instruments but on valentine's day they would go to the like symphonia sweethearts it was basically just friends or girlfriends of the guys in the fraternity and they would sing to them and it was lovely it made you feel very special carolers do not make you feel special because they're just going every they're, they're, especially the carolers if they're dressed up in like old tiny clothes and they're yeah. singing we wish you a merry christmas that song's awful because like Almost all of it is about how I want figgy pudding, and I'm going to bully you for figgy pudding. I don't even know what um, that is. We wish you a Merry Christmas? No, figgy pudding. You don't? Oh, you, it's a pudding with figs and bacon. That's gross. Bacon? No, that's from John Denver and the Muppets. You ha- did you ever listen to that album growing up? Only when you play it for me. I never that's listened to it as a kid. That's like my one one of my two nostalgia albums, but Miss Piggy singing, and, they, and Gonzo says, figgy pudding with figs, and she says, oh. And bacon, because she's a pig. Is there really bacon no, in it? No, I don't think so. Oh, okay. But now I kind of want to make it and see if it's good. I don't know. But the song is a very rude song. So yeah, Carolers. So yeah, you mentioned that we watched, which we didn't mention in the What's Going On With Our Life, Our Lives. We don't live one life. We have more than one life. We have two lives. <laughs> yes. What's going on in our lives? We watched A Christmas Story Christmas, which is a sequel to A Christmas Carol. Not including a Christmas Carol, a Christmas story, sorry. Not including a Christmas story 2, which I've heard is awful. Yeah. So that's been forgotten. Christmas. Yeah, the newest one. And then we watched Spirited, which is also so really good. good. That was also so really good. good, which is with Ryan Reynolds and Will Ferrell and Patrick Page. And I am and also watching 
Harry and Meghan on Netflix, and it's phenomenal. About Prince Harry and Meghan Markle. I know. I if anyone is listening and I say Harry and Meghan on Netflix and they don't know what I'm talking about, I'm gonna be really sad. Oh, man, I don't I don't want that to happen. So it's really good. You should watch it. I've heard it's good. Protect Megan at all costs. I don't know how I can do that. I I'm just, just one human. I just love her. In Jinx, Oklahoma. I just love her. One thing that this always interests me, the show, whenever I'm watching, is that it's a small town where basically everybody knows everybody. So Luke is going with Lorelai to the hospital because they got a call that Richard was at the hospital from, from Rory and not knowing <clears> anything <throat> else. Yes, the and, message was, Dad's in the hospital. Come quick. Yes. And he just, all the carolers were in, and he just threw the keys to Taylor and said, close up or lock up. That just seems funny to me because, you know, I can't imagine having this business. Not and... only that, but he said, food's on me. <laughs> and I thought every single thing he made in the last hour, he's losing money on. And that's when I asked, okay, exactly who is Taylor in this town? That's what I was wondering he's about. He's a town selectman. So they go to the hospital. We meet Jane Lynch. Who... Yeah, but whenever I see her in this, because I say I read, I listened to the audiobook of Jane Lynch's memoir, and she talked about how I think it was around that time period, like the early aughts, that she said yes to every single job that she was given because she was like broke and an actor. And even when she was like starring in Glee and people knew who she was, she was still saying yes to every single job that was given to her. And so whenever I see her in this, I always think that was probably one of the 5 million jobs that she just no, she did that before said Glee. yes to. It was before Glee, yeah. But she was starting at that point doing, she said every commercial, every guest spot, every if, extra, like everything. She I wonder if that's why she did Psych. Oh yeah. When she was in Psych. Was that around Glee? No, that would have been before Glee. That would have been after Glee. After? When did Glee start? 2011? Oh, that probably would have been before Glee then. I thought Glee yeah. started sooner. So yeah, that would have been pro probably before Glee, I would think. Hello, this is Philip in editing. And after some research, Glee began in May of 2009. And the episode of Psych with Jane Lynch in it aired August of 2008. So the Psych episode she was in aired about a full year before Glee began. Now back to the show. When Emily calls Lorelai, or just keeps trying to call, why doesn't she call Lorelai's cell phone? Uh -huh. Was a question. I was, was what I was wondering. She called. Maybe she tried, but see, like she, house number. she just. We only saw her call her house once. Maybe she tried calling herself. Are you saying that they didn't film that? Yeah. They didn't show us that. But now that I'm saying that, I'm realizing Lorelai was holding her phone the whole time. But maybe when yeah. she was like, I don't know, because you got busy signals a lot back then that you don't get now. Like maybe when she was trying to get her voicemail, it was going busy signal. And I don't know. Okay. I wrote, okay, can I get anything mega coffee here, please? I don't know what that means. But also as I was on it, sometimes Siri would hear what was going on. <laughs> so that might, I feel like at some point someone said, might have said mega coffee here, please. Does that sound like a line? No, but Rory said she was going to go look for coffee. Okay. 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 Can I get anything mega coffee here, please? Yeah, I don't think I wrote that. Yeah, no. I think my phone heard it, heard <clears throat> something from the TV. But I will say me and my roommates always used to laugh during the scene when Rory says she's going to get coffee and she asks Luke if he wants anything. Or she says, Luke, you want tea? And he says, peppermint, preferably. And we does always Luke, used to laugh because it was just so random. Does Luke not drink coffee? He does not drink coffee. Okay. He so famously a, does not drink coffee. He famously does not drink coffee. He eats healthy. And he does not drink coffee. He owns a diner. I know. How do people who own diners eat healthy? 
Like diners are known for not having healthy food. But he eats healthy and he does not drink coffee. He drinks tea. Peppermint. <laughs> peppermint, preferably. Okay. He's like a man's man. He wants peppermint. wants peppermint tea. I love peppermint tea. I don't like peppermint tea. And after tea. all, I am a man's man. See, and you like coffee. Yeah, you and like you like peppermint tea. I love tea, but I'm not a huge fan of peppermint tea. It's the best kind of tea. I'm, I don't know. I did one of those like tea of the month clubs for a while. You did. And I kept getting tea bags of things that like I just was not interested in. I think I'm just very, I want black tea or I want chamomile tea. And that's really it. One thing I enjoy about Emily is just her her grabbing on to like old thought processes. I can't really explain, but like the whole Miss versus Mrs. <laughs> like you, she's old fashioned. Mrs. Gilmore. So Mrs. She's from, Gilmore. She's from like old fashioned yeah. type thoughts. So so she got really offended when she was called Ms. Gilmore. I had a teacher once in I don't know, seventh, eighth grade who was she was an english teacher and she told us we had to call her ms whatever the hell her last name was i don't remember and she was like that is how you will refer to me i am married but that does not define me you will call me ms whatever and i've like always remembered that and i don't know why because it was i'm sure all the other kids in the class were like oh, she's good old but i always now whenever i write my name down i write ms never write mrs ever i never say I check, mrs Whenever I check a salutation off on something, I always check off Ms. I never and, check off Mrs. And I never because say, of that one. Teacher. I never say Mrs. I'm like because I'm a teacher, and a lot of times, actually, at this school, we call each other by our first names usually when we're talking to each other. Which I've had schools where we only call each other Mr. Ms. Blah blah blah. But whenever I'm talking to students, like go to this classroom, go to do this, I've found out that I only say Ms. Even if I know for a fact that they're married, I don't just because that's easier. I will say also, I think that might be a Southern thing because you guys say Miss and then their first name for adults when you're a kid. Whereas we said Mrs. Whoever, like by their last name. And so I would say Mrs. or Miss or Ms. when I was growing up. I don't know that I do it as often now, but I know when I was a kid, it was like, my neighbors were like Mrs. Kajian, yeah. Mrs. Yeah. Kurtzer. And I have Dr. a problem. Obviously, teaching is never... But just for adults, I have a problem with that nowadays because of if someone's non-binary or um, like I, so I more often than not am fine with like my kids just calling them by their first name. I, that doesn't I struggle me. with it with our kids because I want to teach them good manners, but I don't want to offend anybody. Like I, I struggle with that. Because I don't know what to but do. the same thing goes with ma'am or sir. <laughs> I don't necessarily, I, I get misgendered all the time when I go to the drive-thru. I don't know how many times I've called ma'am in the all dark the time. Room. Do you remember the first couple of times it happened? I told you and they were like, no, they just said, they said ma'am. And then it kept and I was happening. Like, they did not say ma'am. They said ma'am. And then it kept happening. And I thought, that's just my that's life. What, I wonder how long it's been happening to you that you didn't know about because I didn't point it out to you. I don't know. I'm just very excited to meet them. And my are. voice goes up and I say, and I say, hi, how are you doing? Yeah. And no, they'll say, how are you or whatever. I'm great. How are you doing today? You need to be kind. so much. I like to be kind. And you hate going to Dutch Bros. Oh yeah, I hate Dutch Bros. Because I'm forced to be kind. I don't like to be forced to interact. You like to be the one who's super peppy, super happy. You just don't like it to be reciprocated. Exactly. Exactly. No. I also wrote, Emily gets done. She does. Because in the hospital, she's just... Telling people what to do, going back and forth. 
and she's mm-hmm. getting stuff done. So those are all the notes that I wrote. Any thoughts about this episode? I like this episode. I'm not as big of a fan of the first season. I feel like the show has a very different look to it. It almost looks like darker or like dingier. Like I feel like it gets brighter and like more colorful as the seasons go on. It certainly gets faster. The cast will talk about that, that the dialogue gets so much faster the later in the seasons they get. But I don't know. I'm not, I'm just not a huge fan of the first season. This is not one of my favorite episodes. It was the only Christmas episode I could think of at the moment. Okay. It was, I liked the Bracebridge dinner better because it got, that one. it had more Christmassy vibes. Yeah. It felt more like a Christmas episode. Yeah. This one gets about six or seven extra points because it doesn't have Jess. <laughs> but other than that. It's so early. I, it's so yeah. early. But I like. One like thing, even in the first season, it's early. Yeah. This episode just didn't really get the Christmas vibes that I would want in a Christmas episode. Next time we'll watch Santa's Secret Stuff. Is that it? Or is it Mary Fisticuffs? I feel um, like both of those episodes are in the same is season. The year in the life, because one of them's winter. Yeah. Does that one have Christmassy themes to it, or is it not really? I'm sure it does. It's during the I, three months. Again, I've only seen that a couple times, so I don't really remember, but I'm sure it does. Yeah, that's forgiveness and stuff. Yeah, I like it. I enjoyed it. It was good. It, yeah. I did feel like they weren't talking as fast as I would expect. Yeah. So they must have. Really they did. They fast. they'll even say the thickness of the script from the first season to the like seventh season is insanely different well, the next episode we have is over wizard of oz the wizard of oz yep so luckily that one is going to be very easy to come up with a gene kelly connection and for me to come up with um, a song so this is exciting oh yay <laughs> you make me sad i was trying to stop myself from sounding sarcastic halfway through and it just came out <laughs> this is awkward laugh. on that note <laughs> We'll talk to you next time. Bye. Bye.